everybody. This is Supernatch, the podcast, where we will be discussing the urban legends, the lore, the mythos behind each and every single Supernatural episode. I know some of them run together a bit, but we will literally always find something because there are 12 freaking seasons of material to go through. So we are talking about the pilot episode. We are going all the way back 12 years. Can we just pause and just have a little bit of respect for that for a second? I'll wait. Okay, yeah. 12 freaking years. That's almost unheard of insofar as TV shows. And I'm looking at you, Fox. The CW, a little bit more forgiving, a little bit more forgiving, But still, to have a show on TV for that long, that's a testament. And Supernatural, you freaking rock. Which is, you know, why we're doing this show. So, now that we got that out of the way, clearly I'm a fan. (laughs) Hello. Episode 1 is about a woman in white. The pilot episode. We have two brothers who have obviously been separated for an indeterminate amount of time. Let's say two, three years. We have a big, massive amount of story that we don't know about in the history of these two brothers. And we learn about it over the years. But for the sake of episode one, we don't know anything. And that's exactly what hooked me in. So Kripke, kudos. Massive kudos. Aside from that, we have the urban legend, which is not the typical urban legend. It's not the campfire one. It's... It's not something that you would just throw out there to scare someone who is easily frightened by ghost stories and, you know, disappearing apparitions. And I think that I think that's a really special thing. This this unknown myth, this urban legend, it's so so untouched. And I think that's why it's so special. Because if if it had been Bloody Mary or the Boogeyman or Scarecrow, or anything that as you were growing up you have heard of, would you have been hooked as much as you had been with episode one? Probably not, which is why Kripke and the showrunners were completely geniuses. And they still are, obviously, 12 years later. Here we are. Now we're going to dig in to what the hell is a woman in white? Should we be afraid of her? Should men be afraid of her? Let's see. What did Supernatural tell us? Well, according to the show, a woman in white is a beautiful lady who roams the back roads around bridges or rivers, and she's in search of a man, of a lover, a susceptible XY that will cheat, that will commit adultery, that will step out. And when that happens, she kills his ass because that's what her main purpose is. And why is she like this? Well, later on we find out she murdered her children because her husband was unfaithful to her. And by the way, her is Constance Welch. Beautiful woman. Killed her children because her husband was unfaithful. Realized what she did was the ultimate horrible act and took her own life. And now she hasn't passed beyond the veil and she wanders around killing all the cheating bastards. And that's a woman in white, essentially, according to Supernatural. 
On top of that is the fact that she can't go home to the home where she committed such a horrible act. She cannot return there. And we find out at the end of the episode... Spoilers, stop now. All ye abandon hope if you have not seen the show. But really, people, it's been on for a long time, so turn me off. No, don't turn me off. Put me on pause, go watch the show, and then come back. Okay. We find out that she refuses to return home more than can't go home because the spirits of her children linger on. And when it's not very clear if they linger on because she's lingered on or, you know, if because they're attached to her or if because they have their own sense of vengeance now on account of what she did to them, that they are existing in the in-between waiting to give her her just desserts, which can we blame them? No, no is the answer to that question. No, there's no other answer to that question. No is just the answer to that question. Again, we find out at the end of the episode that that's exactly why she couldn't go home. Because they took her ass right to hell. Bye, Constance. See you never. And that is also all due to Sam Winchester, who remained faithful to Jess, despite the fact that she would die at the end of the episode. He still remained faithful. It pissed off Constance Welch. She tried to kill him, even though... It did not fit her rules, but again, ghosts can break canon, whatever canon is, and I use that with air quotes because it's all kind of up in the air. Nobody knows if ghosts are real, or I mean, I completely believe. Let's just, let's let's put the break on. I totally believe in ghosts and demons and God and the devil and angels. And the only thing, the only two things I don't believe in is Bigfoot and the Loch Ness Monster. And I can go into detail about that if you'd like me to. I'm not going to waste time on on this particular episode, but if you'd like to know why, feel free to DM me at the details I give you later in the show. So that's what Supernatural tells us. Beautiful woman, full of anger, refuses to go home because she's scared to face the truth. Then she does, and she dies and goes to hell. It's pretty cut and dry. Now... How does this pair with actual folklore and urban legends? Well, I'm going to give Supernatural a solid A plus on this. They kept to the urban legend almost to the detail. The white nightgown or the white dress, the beautiful young woman, the scorned lover, or, you know, she had committed the ultimate sin in killing her children and then committing suicide. There were other circumstances listed that could have also been the cause of a woman becoming this lady in white in the afterlife. Things like she had gotten pregnant out of wedlock and was forced to abort the baby by the man who had cheated on his wife to be with her. She did that, ends up dying, or she commits suicide because she couldn't imagine killing the baby. Those were just some of the instances. But most of them revolved around being scorned lovers, unfaithful marriages, or being rejected. Those were the three pillars of creation for a woman in white that I found. A few things to add. They are in every culture. There is some sort of legend or lore or myth written in almost every single culture about a woman in white. Sticks to the same details that I mentioned before. Scorned lover, rejected lover, 
kills children, kills self, hangs around longer than she should. And I think that that's pretty interesting to have an urban legend kind of cross cultural boundaries because it kind of begs the question, is this real? If every single culture has a representation of it, I don't know. We'll talk about that in a little bit, at least my opinions on the matter. A few of the locations mentioned around the world of where a woman in white has been known to exist or to have been seen repeatedly include Yellowstone National Park, which is, I mean, that's kind of, that, that's curious. I might actually revisit that topic because it's such a vast place and so old and and visited by so many that it, it, it makes you wonder who has actually seen her and what the outcome of that was. Let's put a pin in that and come back to it. Another location is in Mexico and even closer to home to me personally, Altoona, Pennsylvania. I live about an hour and a half away from there, so I suppose it's time for me to move and never come back to Pennsylvania, ever, never, ever. I'm kidding. I'm much closer to places like Valley Forge, which, (laughs) Google it if you don't know what happened there. I have no doubt that there are way more spirits than just women in white taking residence there. I digress. So, yes, Supernatural did a fantastic job of keeping with the urban legend. I don't see any differences and nothing jumps out. Clapping for you, Kripke and team. Good job. What was embellished or sensationalized for the sake of the entertainment industry, though? Because no matter how close to the details a story or a movie might come to based on true life or inspired by true stories, there's always that fluff, that Hollywood glitz and glamour and polish, and we've all become completely used to it. That's totally fine. I'm, I'm guilty of wanting that every once in a while. But did Supernatural buy into that? Are they guilty of it? I want you guys to think about that and then DM me because I'm curious. I'm legitimately curious to know if you think the pilot episode of Supernatural sensationalized a ghost. Me personally, I don't think they did. If anything, I might suggest that not every woman in white is as beautiful as Constance Welch, but that's just aesthetics, (laughs) which is the entertainment industry, I guess. Yeah, I think that's literally the only thing that pops to mind uh, as far as sensationalism goes and embellishment. You know what, Miss Welch? You were a little too damn pretty. (laughs) Anyway. So now we're at the what do I believe? Because I'm full of opinions when it comes to Supernatural, as you will see over the episodes to come. Insofar as the pilot episode and the woman in white, I I think it's possible. I think the lore and the urban legend goes back so far and is so wide-reaching that I definitely have to believe that some form of this ghost exists. The legends and the some of the, some of these urban myths go back as far as the 1500s, which is just insane to think about. But so many awful things happened to women, especially back then. Let's be for real. Yeah, I think it's I think it's completely possible for 
a soul or a spirit to linger on if they committed such a horrible sin against their children and then took their own lives. I think the residual fallout on a human being's soul would be so heavy and so grandiose that the idea of it staying behind, of not allowing itself to pass to that next place, be it up or down, is completely believable for me. Now, as far as her taking the lives of unsuspecting men who don't give two shits about the ring on their finger, I'm not sure, because the myths and the rumors and the legends linger on, so if she killed everybody she came across, how would that happen, you know? Somebody had to get away, or everybody gets away. We're just not sure, but I believe. I want to believe. Yes, also a big X-Files fan. I think for me, if there is one day proof, solid proof, evidence of a woman in white, how would we handle it? Is there anything we could do about it? We don't have a Sam and Dean traveling the country in a beautiful Chevy. What could we do? I suppose we'd write stories about it and then make TV shows about it. Final thoughts on the episode. Episode one, pilot episode. I think it was great. I'd give it a solid four out of five stars. The interaction between Sam and Dean, it was awkward, it was tense. They were still kind of dancing around one another, unsure of where to put their emotions around one another because there were so many pent-up, built-up feelings that just haven't been explored or things that have gone unsaid, especially from Dean. It It was a great springboard for the show. I think Kripke and team, Jared, Jensen... Everybody did a fantastic job putting together a pilot episode that would remain solid, that would vault the show into this cult, amazing place where fans and the actors themselves share a symbiotic adoration of one another. Because we adore the show. We have adored the show since the beginning. We adore the actors since the beginning and everybody who has become a permanent actor since bobby castiel charlie for a little while get to that later but even crowley it's just fantastic i think they did a fantastic job presenting us with something that hasn't been done for a while the show did something that hadn't been done in a very long time and it continues to do this to this day i'm so impressed and i'm so honored to be a fan of this show And I'm looking forward so much to doing every single episode and discussing the highs and lows of Sam and Dean. The nitty gritty of the lore for the monster of the week or the huge arcs that will take place because there are so many of them coming. And I hope you stick around because I love to chat because a lot of good things are coming to this show. We're going to have guests. The website will eventually be up soon, and it will be full of all kinds of research that I've done on each and every episode, places for you to chat with me, to get in touch. I will provide all of them details as soon as it is live. Remember, we are a little baby podcast, so things things will definitely follow the natural progression and find their footing as the episodes continue. So thank you if you join early and stick with us for the long haul. Real quick, I'm putting out a call for old or new fans to be guests on the Supernatch podcast. You can find me on Twitter at Supernatch Pod. 
or you can get in touch via email. I'm at supernatchpodcast at gmail.com. You can send any requests about any episode, anything you want to talk about supernatural related, Jared, Jensen, Misha, anything you want to talk about. Send me some requests. And if you want to be featured on the show, also drop that in a DM or an email. I'm looking for people to really dig into this show with. Now, let's talk to Kate, my first guest on Supernatch Pod. Where'd she go? I don't know. What the? Who's driving your car? For episode one, we have one of my favorite human beings walking Earth joining us tonight. The amazing Kate, who has been to, I believe, six supernatural conventions. So she's basically a rock star. And I cannot wait to talk to her and to get her opinion. And I'm pretty sure it's going to be basically amazing in the end. And everyone's going to love it because... That's Kate. So, Kate, hello. How are you? Oh, man, you're overhyping me. It's so great. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all true. Good. Uh, most days we'll go with, yeah. <laughs> yeah, most days that end in Y. So it is six supernatural conventions, right? That or, sounds right. Yeah. Uh, that sounds right, yeah. I think we did the math a couple days ago in, like, our quiet preliminary chatting. And by quiet, I mean we actually recorded an entire podcast, but because I'm such a noob, it didn't actually work out. And we're doing it again. (laughs) Happens. It's fine. (laughs) Technical difficulties. I need one of them screens for my website just as a buffer for everybody when they come one day. (laughs) You have been a Supernatural fan from episode one, which is the pilot episode, and we're going to talk about that tonight. Yes? Yep, that is correct. Gosh, that was a long time ago. Does not seem like 12 years have passed. No, it really doesn't. It's really strange to think that that's the case. Right? I mean, just now, I have been friends with you. We have been friends since, um, was it one or two years before Supernatural actually came on the air? Was it 2002 or 2003? Oh, probably 03. That sounds right. Yeah, because that was during the Smallville days. Right. Yeah. And then everyone started to jump ship to Supernatural, and I am shameful to admit that it took me till the end of Supernatural Season 1 to actually join. But you were a big influence on me in watching. I'd hope so. (laughs) Yeah. I think because, and and I'm going to bring up the F word, Fan fiction. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think because I was still writing Smallville fic, and everybody in our little group was writing Supernatural fic, and you were like, you have to get on this. Right. Right. That did happen. 
Yeah. Told you, hey, jump ship, you'll love it. And then you finally did, and now look what's happening. <laughs> I know, right? 12 years later. I mean, I could have did this 12 years ago, but eh, learn, I guess. I would have had the technology. I mean, goodness. <laughs> That's true. Good point. So, as, uh, as a mega Supernatural fan and J2 fan, what is... What draws you to the show? What's your favorite? Mm, what's your favorite thing about it? Gosh, it's just like that's really hard to pin down. I mean, a lot of people, you know, the Jensen and Jared are very attractive people, and mm-hmm. that is part of it. They are incredibly attractive, and that's a big pull. But I agree. <laughs> <laughs> they also have really just amazing personalities which you don't seem to find a whole lot in tv shows anymore so i mean that's another big draw of course the the stories of supernatural and being a horror fan that's that's a huge thing that's kept me with supernatural besides the boys but i think those are probably the the big things the storyline the hot men <laughs> <laughs> Now, you brought up horror. I have to make mention that Kate does not get scared at all by horror movies. No, I don't. She does. I don't. I mean, I'm the complete opposite. I'm a big fat wuss. But now, does anything about Supernatural, has it ever scared you? Any episode? Any Anything at all? Have you ever been like, oh, damn. No, I really haven't. <laughs> not even... Oh, see, I'm confusing X-Files now with the benders. <laughs> uh, not even... I'm just trying to think of something really gross that's happened on Supernatural that I'm like, oh, God. I mean, there's lots of gross things, but I just... This show's never grossed me out or creeped me out or it's sure as hell worried me. That's... Mm. Yeah. That's your horror? Of course. I mean, the boys in peril? Who's... Mm. Whose wouldn't that be? <laughs> it's true. It's true. Going all the way back to the pilot episode, mm-hmm. knowing what you know now, because you and I are both caught up with season 12, did you foresee the show coming this far and lasting this long? Uh, no. I mean, that's the thing with a lot of TV shows, though. It's like you, you hope. I mean, once it becomes your favorite, you go, gosh, I... Oh, this never goes away, but <laughs> 12 years just is a long time. And and some shows that go on for that long, it's like, oh, <laughs> yeah. 12 years. <laughs> <laughs> but not this show. It's not a tired show. I, I don't sit down and sigh before I watch another episode. Mm-hmm. I agree. Although, I mean, there have been times in the past where specific seasons of the show I was a little like oh god I'm not interested in this particular arc but I'll see it through because hot men and you know something cataclysmic always happens at the end somehow (laughs) and it's always like I know they're gonna be okay because they were picked up for another season but there's always that slight chance that it's not gonna be okay yeah yep I agree pilot episode we have yeah. a woman in white. What are your uh, thoughts? I mean, it's it's a good place to start, mm-hmm. for one. Um, I think that that's, uh, you know, a big draw into the show is 
they didn't start with a, a tried and true myth, like how many people actually know about the woman in white. And mm-hmm. I, I know I didn't. I, I was in middle school, but <laughs> I didn't know about the woman in white at all. And um, I don't think it's not a mainstream story, to say the least. Mm-hmm. I agree. I, I definitely didn't know what it was. And I, and on our first recording, you mentioned that it's not something that's told around a campfire. And I think that that was like perfect imagery. And it stuck with me because now do you, you think it might be part of the campfire? Or is it still one of those esoteric kind of urban legends that's like well it was on supernatural that one time 12 years ago it was really cool but not mainstream i uh, yeah I, I still i mean i think it's become a little more mainstream but i think if you look at a lot of the tv shows that are on network television i mean a lot of it is skewed towards the supernatural and i think supernatural certainly kicked that off i mean you've got well, you've got Lucifer on TV now. You've got uh, Sleepy mm. Hollow, who I've watched a few episodes, and I feel like they borrow, they've borrowed from Supernatural. I, cause, I mean, Supernatural was there first. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Kind of like the standing stone for that sort of genre. I mean, I guess you could say The X-Files definitely was the original or even the Twilight Zone, if we're going that far back. Right, <clears throat> and I mean, you, you have this segment, you have the Twilight Zone, which which carried on for a while, and, mm-hmm. and that was over, and then you have the X-Files, which was, it, it did have paranormal, I still think they, I mean, they definitely went more towards aliens, mm-hmm. but, and they had the paranormal, they had the weird, and then that was, got, and it was a popular show, and I think people forget that our culture kind of likes the the mysterious and the unknown because see how popular these shows are now. And perfect topic. Why? Why do you think the idea that people like watching shows about, you know, Lucifer, the devil, and, you know, or aliens or the supernatural or let's throw the fairies in there that kick Dean's ass. Like just little, (laughs) little pieces of lore that are sprinkled out, you know, that turn into really huge things. Why do you think people like that stuff? I think it's an element of the unknown. Mm -hmm. Because don't, don't you get curious when something happens and you can't explain it and you want to know more about it. And I, I think it's that element of the unknown. Now let's just say you had a ghost just just pop into your house one day when you're by yourself. What would be your natural instinct as far as response? I, are we talking pre-supernatural or post-supernatural? <laughs> uh, let's do post-supernatural because, I, I mean, you know, I feel like I would take what I've learned, even if it's all bullshit. Right, right. <laughs> I'd take the salt. <laughs> that let's do this. <laughs> draw some devil's traps around like protect yourself it's, and it, I mean it's it's not like Supernatural didn't do its its research I mean mm-hmm. I think a, a lot of that and there's a common theme through that too for Supernatural things you always see the same remedy I guess would be the word to get rid of a ghost mm-hmm. it doesn't really change mm-hmm. and that's true and it, it actually kind of it segues into the woman in white because that was 
the first time we were introduced to iron and salt being a weakness for mm. a ghost. Right. You know, because 12 years ago, I was 21. I had no idea that, you know, salt and iron and holy water. I mean, maybe holy water. I had an inkling that it was, it's holy. So, you know, but like, I was just kind of like, wait, what? And then I got that crazy idea in my head where I was like, if I ever see a ghost, will I have (laughs) enough wherewithal to like throw a salt shaker at it or, you know, but yeah, I think you're right in, in saying post, you know, pre or post supernatural approach or reaction to a ghost. <laughs> now, demons, I'm out. I'm just done. <laughs> like, Oh, uh, I don't know. They still handle a demon. Just say everything the Dean Winchester says, right? Isn't that how you handle life? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Although I'm not sure I'm clear on the Latin. But... So, Woman in White, we have Constance Welch, who had killed her two children because her husband was cheating on her, was unfaithful, Mm -hmm. and then killed herself when she realized how terrible of a human being she was and what she did was. And now she haunts the back roads looking for these susceptible unfaithfuls to do away with in some sort of kind of like cyclical beyond the veil loop of self-torture, I suppose. Mm-hmm. What are your, what is your thoughts on Constance Welch and the woman in white as a whole? I, I mean, it's a, it's a good urban legend. It's solid. And, and it, it, it kind of touches on um, women's issues a little bit. Like what, what's going to push a woman to the point of psychosis where she's going to murder the thing that she's supposed to, you know, love the most. And when she snaps out of that, like, who is she going to blame? And so, I mean, you've got Constance Welch in in Supernatural's case who does this and realizes what she's done and kills herself. And then you've got the woman in white now who I think that kind of takes this blame and and shifts it to the man. Like, if the man hadn't done this, Mm -hmm. A, B, and C wouldn't have happened. So... it kind of is a call to the, well, you know, especially a warning to the man, like, hey, be faithful, <laughs> or this could happen to you. <laughs> now, in Sam's case, he was faithful, and she was still going to kill his ass anyway. So, is there a benefit there? Oh, she was going to try. <laughs> she she still couldn't, because he hadn't been faithful. She was trying to force him to be unfaithful, but... true. She, I mean, she was still a vengeful spirit, so there's a point where the, the vengeful spirit's not going to stick to the script anymore, especially True. if it can't get what it wants. Good point. Now, she said all throughout the episode that she couldn't go home, and, you know, we know that has to do with the children that she murdered. Obviously, their spirits have not passed on either, so they're living mm-hmm. in the house waiting for her. Mm-hmm. Do you think she didn't want to go home because she was still too much of a vengeful spirit or she just couldn't face the truth of what she had done or because her children were now, I wouldn't call her children vengeful spirits on the whole, just kind of out for vengeance for what she did to them. Right. Her kind of, and it could be maybe her presence is keeping them on earth. 
So they they want to get her gone so that they can finally, you know, be at rest. Yeah. Um, so that could very well be the case. Um, her not wanting to go home. I, I think it's part of it. that She didn't, her spirit even still could not face what she had done. Mm-hmm. And I think that plays into it heavily. Yeah. I'll refresh my memory because I'm not, again, big horror wuss here. Um, I've seen Drag Me to Hell once. Can't remember if it came out before Supernatural or after. That movie. I have watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> not one of my, not, not even remotely one of my favorite movies. Oh, no. Me neither. Uh, oh, that came out quite a bit after, four years after, it looks like. So do you think the ending of Drag Me to Hell was inspired by what happened to Constance Welch? Possibly. Mm. I don't think directly. I just, like, the scene of her being dragged through the floorboards and then turning into just this fiery pile of water, I guess, it just reminded me, and I know the ending the ending of Drag Me to Hell, spoilers, is different, but still that, like, drag down feeling. Because I can't remember too many episodes of Supernatural where that drag down happened. Mostly it's up in flames or, you know, yeah, it's mostly up in flames, right? Uh, that disintegration, I, I, yeah, thinking back on the supernatural, I think that might be one of the only ones where there's this actual dragging down in a way this spirit. Mm-hmm. Except for the demons that Sam, spoilers, <laughs> spoilers, when Sam is infused with demon blood and he exercises, they always tend to go down into the floorboards like Constance did, but I don't get a drag feeling from that. <laughs> Right, I don't either. More of a him forcing you back down. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, there you go. Aside from the woman in white, the brothers themselves, their relationship. Favorite parts of that in the first episode? Um, Everything? <laughs> <laughs> Perfect answer. No, I, 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 it's just funny to me that uh, you start out this episode with this kind of college frat boy mm-hmm. who you know nothing about I mean, you, you see the first part of the episode where these two boys their mom burns and now we're here with this college frat boy who you connect the dots as being sam mm-hmm. uh, it's just kind of interesting to have this start out as a broken family dynamic to begin with i mean broken from you know from take your brother outside as fast as you can Mm-hmm. to now Dean coming back in and saying dad's gone and kind of almost, re- I mean, it, it does start the cycle all over again, especially at the end with Jess, but mm-hmm. it's just interesting to have it come in on this broken family dynamic and the brothers just are not used to each other to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember that kind of like not, solidified like not this concrete connection that we know now they were kind of like awkward around each other and dean was like hyper comedic if that makes sense everything was just like he was turning everything into a joke because i feel like if he didn't he would be pissed off constantly right or disappointed in sam that he got to live whatever normalcy he had up until that point Mm mm-hmm but I also remember feeling like i absolutely love the idea of all the backstory that we don't know about yet. Mm-hmm. I think that was probably the biggest hook in the pilot episode for me. Not 
not the ghost or, you know, any kind of, even though this podcast is about urban legends and lore, it wasn't (laughs) about that for me. It was about the first time Sam recognizes Dean as they're kind of wrestling on the floor. And he's, Dean? You know, that kind of, and, and I'm like, man, what has happened over the past few years? Like, what has Dean done, you know, with John or without John? And has Sam ever thought about the choices he made? And, it, you know, just, like, that's what really hooked me initially. Right. Yeah, and I think Kripke did a really good job. Because ultimately, it's it's about family. It's about the humanity mm-hmm. in it. You know, they, they fight these ghosts to save humanity. But, but there's that human aspect of... No family's perfect, and you've got these two brothers, and I am still waiting for flashback episodes of what the <laughs> knockdown dragout fight was between Sam and John because yes. I still need that episode. Yes, and wasn't there some sort of rumor that Jeffrey Dean Morgan might come there's back? Always, there's always that rumor. True, but Just now hope he's one day it might be true. <laughs> I know, I know. I, I mean, like now he's Negan on The Walking Dead, so I doubt it. But, and that was the one thing I always wished also that there was more of. We see a little bit of him. I think it was mid season one when he was talking to Missouri. And just, you know, John Winchester, I could slap you and all that. Mm-hmm. I was just like, and also, we have to bring her back because loved her. Yeah, Missouri. So mm-hmm. great. Yeah, I definitely wish that there was more JDM. As much as I, you know, I love the show, it's not missing any anything for me as far as keeping me as a fan, but how cool would it be to have him somehow come back? Oh, it would be great. I I really wanted a little bit more of the dynamic between John and Sam and Dean because it, it was a, a crazy interesting dynamic because you have the ever faithful loyal son in, in Dean and then you have John Winchester's clone in <laughs> Sam because they just the same thing and they always butt heads. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't I'm not into the parents that pick favorites. As a parent I would never do that. I only have one child so she's my favorite. But <laughs> <laughs> but if John Winchester had a favorite, who do you think it was? And don't say Adam. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think, I don't think he necessarily had a favorite. I think that he was trying to protect his boys. I think that he was also crazed trying to find out who who or what killed his wife in the first place. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I, I don't think that there was ever a favorite per se. Yeah. I agree. I mean, certain times he would kind of show more emotion to Sam than he would Dean, and then vice versa, and then ultimately, spoilers, <laughs> he dies <laughs> for Dean. There's no doubt in my mind that he would do the same for Sam. Oh, absolutely. Speaking of, I can't wait to chat about In My Time of Dying. <laughs> 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 That'll be fun, Reapers. Such a great episode. <laughs> so overall grade for the pilot episode. Um, are we going one out of ten or letter grades? Five. Five stars. Ah, stars. Uh, I'm going to go with a solid four because it kicked everything off. Yeah. 
I think that's a good... I think the only reason why I wouldn't give it a five is just because the woman in white isn't, like, my favorite story. Right. Yeah, That's. Right. I think that's about it, yeah. Everything else yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. There's just, you know, 200 episodes only. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Well, let's find that one person that's like, I don't have a favorite. Uh, they're all my favorites. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, you're wrong. There's so many good ones, though. <sighs> so what are you looking forward to? Because obviously, you know, you're coming back on the show. <laughs> oh, good, good. I was worried for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm the one that's worried. I messed up the first go around. That's <laughs> uh, fine. <laughs> So what are you most looking forward to chatting about? Oh my gosh, I don't even know. I, I'll i just say it right now, full disclosure, I am a Dean girl, and... Me too. That, like, I love Sammy. Yep. I love him, but my fascination has always been on the side of Dean over Sam. He just... Dean seems a little bit more complex to me than Sam. Like, not to say that Sam Winchester is not complex, but mm-hmm. Dean has my interest. Oh, yeah. Completely agree with you. And and I thought about that. I can't remember the episode I was watching. I'm sorry. I'm terrible with episode names. I'm hoping this podcast helps with that. But I, I was watching. Oh, it was two weeks ago. The episode two weeks ago. And I was like, man, I am still... 100% a Dean girl. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> as, as sweet as Sam can be on the show, or as terrible as he's been on the show, and as amazing as Jared is in real life, Dean is just, oh my god, he's got so many goddamn layers that I'm just like, let's peel them back together. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> well, all right, I'm going to take a minute real quick to say thank you so much for chatting with me, Kate, about episode one and A Woman in White and the brothers' dynamic. And, yeah, I mean, this is baby episode, so I'm sure the next time we record together it might be (laughs) hopefully a little bit better from my end. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you so much for, you know, agreeing to be on episode one. I think you're fantastic. I've always thought this of you, and I always will. Oh, well, same to you. Thanks for inviting me to do it with you. Thank you. And and side note, Kate and I met online for the first time in 2003, and we did not meet in person until 10 years later in 2013 Mm -hmm. when we finally got together in New York City, and it was an amazing trip. That's true. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so that's... That's the interview. That's interview one in the bag with Kate. Yes. (laughs) You're awesome. How about you tell everybody else how awesome you are and where they can follow you on the social medias. You're more awesome. But I guess if you want to find my crazy stuff, you can go to at Knox underscore Nevermore Twitter. Love it. That's kind of where I... Well, that's more lurking, but I'm there. <laughs> Alright, so so that's the show, Kate. That's 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 it. Man, man, so fast. So it, great. It Such was fast. Wow. Such wow. Oh. Uh, 
look up D-O-G-E, and that's it. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Just look it up. Yep. Have some fun after you watch Supernatural. Yes. And then go look it up. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Go with that. <laughs> well, you're awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much. I uh, can't wait to have you back. You're more awesome, and we'll do it again, and it'll be great and wonderful and full of, you know, more Supernatural. Yeah. I might quiz you next time, too. Oh, oh shoot. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta go study. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Well, we will catch up soon. Sweet. Until the next time I discuss saving people and hunting things with you. Yes. Love that. You threw it right in. (laughs) I'm going to add some applause or something. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) Lastly, before I go, Supernatch podcast can be found right now on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search us Supernatch. All one word, no underscores or periods or any kind of punctuation. We will be setting up on various other streams and hosts. So look out for that information on Twitter. And again, thank you so much for coming along on episode one. We will be coming soon with episode two thanks guys and uh i'm gonna leave on a cliched note because (laughs) why the hell would i do it any other way if you're listening keep saving people and hunting things till next time guys 